Welcome back. It's the Beatles Daily from the Spectrum Health Care Partner Studios across the MBR Radio Network. Getting you through it on a Monday morning. Randy Whitehouse is here. You know, I'm really excited, uh, Randy, since Peter King's leaving Sports Illustrated, that we can actually use uh, Monday morning quarterback and I don't have to worry about him coming after me. I'm really pretty, I'm pretty excited about that, Randy. I'm pretty pumped. Now, does that belong to him, or does it belong to Sports Illustrated? I'm not really sure. I just, I don't think Sports Illustrated is really going to pay much of an attention, though, because, like, I feel like that phrase was there way before they had it. So, I mean, unless they're like Vince McMahon and they trademarked it, like, I feel we're all right. So, I feel like, I feel like we're going to be, I feel like we're going to be okay. Um, So, maybe I should just, I remember at the beginning of the year when Gordon Hayward's leg was laying in two separate spots and I thought to myself, well, yeah, it was a fun year. That was nice. That was cute. That was way to go. Maybe, maybe I should, I should go ahead and start enjoying this year a little bit because it, it, we're starting to see something that we haven't seen in the National Basketball Association in a, in a long time, which is kind of a team develop and grow before our very eyes. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I mean, it's, you know, gotten to the point where I think people are starting to kind of reevaluate you know, team building and what you need to have to to be a successful team in the NBA. I mean, the the blueprint now is all about having that LeBron James, that Kevin Durant, that that one or two you know dominant players, and uh, you know the the Celtics are, are going about it much more uh, as a team and relying on on significant contributions from a number of people and not just hopping on the back of one or two guys and then everyone else still a role. Uh, it's been pretty amazing. And, uh, you know, ever since the playoffs started, I've, I've been in, you know, just kind of enjoy it mode. And uh, whatever happens, happens. But, uh, you know, this is a really, really good team. It's, it's not just a, an aberration that this is happening. This is a very good team with some really good basketball players on it. And I think people are starting to realize that. Uh, and, you know, it's been, it's been an unbelievable ride. I'm starting to wish I took vacation in uh, June instead of last week so I could maybe watch the finals. Although I'd have to take the whole month of June off to be Yeah, I mean, how much finals. vacation time do you really have? You know, <laughs> I mean, sheesh. So... That's a uh, no. It's I. I kind of feel the. I kind of feel the same way on this stuff. Like I'm watching. It's been a long time since we've watched superstars develop. Before I mean, we watched Antoine Walker develop in front of us. You know what I mean? And I think Paul Pierce developed in front of us, but we didn't realize how much he had developed until like Garnett and Allen actually came and played with him. Um, yeah. Watching Brown and Tatum. Uh, develop and Rozier and, and, and Smart even you know to to another point I think Smart's taken it up to another level this year as well. Um, I mean this is their third year in a row in in the in the and well wait no their fourth year in a row in the playoffs and uh, they've uh, they've 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 gone through it and they've they've gone up all the rungs to the ladder. It's kind of like going through Mario. You know you get to sometimes you got to level four or five and you're like man this level's pretty hard especially with the little fire things and uh, and and the dragon and, and all that stuff. And you're down in the basement, you know, down in the dungeon. And uh, then you eventually get through that level. And somehow this Celtics team is actually going through the different levels. So 
it's a uh, it's fun to watch it's uh it's fun to watch at this point you know looking back randy i mean you and i were around during this era um brown tatum uh either one of them better than reggie lewis was before he passed yet uh oh man reggie was such a great two-way player i mean he's as as good a defender as he was the offensive player um i think tatum ultimately oh brown maybe too uh could be better probably will be better i mean you know you just you know you, you consider the fact that they're on both sides of, of 20 and uh, how much more room there is for them to grow and how much more they can learn in the next couple of years. Uh, you know, they can both be, be pretty special. Uh, so, you know, ultimately, yeah, I think, I think they might be better than Reggie, but let's not forget how good Reggie was. And, and he was still growing too. He still, he was still developing uh, when he passed away, unfortunately. Talking with Randy Whitehouse from the Sun Journal, sunjournal.com. Um, Randy, high school baseball, what, we're actually getting games in, which is kind of nice. Um, it's actually happening out there, somewhat warmish. Um, how are things looking? It seems like it's kind of topsy-turvy in Northern A, like, you know, Bangor's kind of near like the top like it usually is. Lewiston's playing well. Uh, Edward Little, of course, uh, riding an undefeated streak for a while there, and then Lewiston, of course, upsets Oxford Hills. There seems to be a little, uh, little battle for the top there uh, among the top four, top five. Yeah, it's uh, you know, um, I was watching over uh, vacation and, and seeing how well Lewiston's playing. You know, they've kind of turned around, and they weren't playing that bad early in the season. You know, just. Uh, I think it was a case of a, of a new coach getting to know his team a little bit more and, and figuring out the best way to use them. But uh, they have the talent. I'm not too surprised that they're in the mix. Um, EL's great start. Um, you know, I, I, I thought coming into the season they were maybe a notch below Oxford Hills and Bangor, but they've proven that they, they belong right up there. Um, kind of surprised by, by uh, Oxford Hills not playing as well as I thought they would be at this point. Um, you know, I, I have little doubt that, uh, you know, that Shane will, will turn that around by the end of the season, have them playing their best baseball going into, into the playoffs. And Bangor is, is Bangor, and you almost don't really want to kind of decide whether you think they can win it again until, uh, until the postseason starts because they seem to turn it up a notch at that point. Uh, you know, like Class C uh, is is kind of interesting. We've got uh, you know the NBC teams that, that we were expecting to do really well are, are doing fairly well, but you got some surprises in there, like you know Mount Abram that's that's really turned things around, and, and that's great. You know, there's some excitement about the program up there, uh, but you know you got teams from the south, you know, team like Trape, and you know, um, uh, yeah team up here, Miranda Cook, that's among the, the teams up there in the uh, in the heel points. So uh, that's that's going to be pretty crazy going down the stretch as well, I think, to see. You know, we, the last few years we've had teams come out of the 5th, 6th, 7th seed area to go to the to the regional final and the state final. And, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens again in Class C South this year. 
doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, when you get that break between, I, I, I'll always contend that you'll have more craziness in spring sports than you will in any of them because you've got that that big gap between the end of the regular season to the start of the playoffs. And this is the time of year, man, when you want to talk about kids being distracted and having other yeah. things going on. Like they've got, and it's not just, oh, well, you know, if those kids stay focused and they're well coached, they'll look, some of them just have life stuff going on. Like some of them, uh, they're not just worried about the next school year. They're worried about like where they're going to go to college and like whether they're going to graduate or whether they're going to find a job or like, there's all sorts of like, that that time of year, there's a little bit more going on than normal. So it, it's real easy to lose concentration and, and get off your game uh, if, if you're just dealing with a, a week of practice and maybe a scrimmage thrown in uh, between that break between the regular season and the playoffs for softball and baseball. Uh, absolutely. I, I did a feature a couple weeks ago in 20 Bloody had a column today on Jordy Daigle from Spurs Mountain. And he was a kid who, you know, was, was looking at choo- having to choose between Harvard and Columbia. And I guess he's, he's pretty much decided on, on Harvard. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's kind of an important decision. And, and uh, you know, he loves baseball. But talking with him about it, you know, he said it was really hard for him to stay focused on 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 baseball. You know, he, he was going to on-campus visits during, you know, and missing practices and stuff. So you're right. It's, it's kind of an unpredictable, probably the most unpredictable season out of the three, just just because of those distractions that you have going on, and you know there is certainly senioritis that affects some kids uh, at the end of the season as well. I've seen it, you know, a number of times. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it, it's always kind of a weird way to to end the uh, school year, the school uh, athletic year, uh, because uh, it, it, it doesn't quite follow the the form that you expect going into the season and that's actually you know kind of cool it, it, it kind of distinguishes itself a little bit from the other seasons in that regard we're talking with randy whitehouse from the sun journal sunjournal.com i think the other thing randy too is besides all that other stuff we all just, you guys just talked about with the the things on kids mind then you then you throw in the weather you know, we always complain about the start of the season because, ah, oh boy, you know. But you don't know any time, including the state games, when suddenly you get one of those days, it's just plain rain yeah. all day, um, and you can't play. Now what do we do? And now it interferes with graduation. It didn't yesterday. Now it does. You know, that kind of stuff. It's it's crazy. Yeah, I, I you know, it's, athletic director is always a tough job, I feel, especially uh, – Sorry for them this time of year because of all those things that they have to juggle. You know the 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 facilities, the, the fields. I mean, they have to consider those more than really any other time or any other sport. Maybe the exception of skiing uh, during the winter. Uh, so yeah, it, it's uh, it, it's a fun time. You can tell the kids are more relaxed. I think in terms of the, their athletics, they're, it's almost an, more of an escape for them in some ways, and, and they, they seem to enjoy themselves, I think, a little more during the season. It just isn't as much pressure. I really like covering, uh, you know, like track meets, big track meets, uh, conference track meets, regionals, uh, states, just because, you know, the, the kids just seem kind of carefree, you know, a lot of times it's towards the end of the school year, they've got finals out of the way, you know, the all the graduation stuff is... Is pretty much taken care of, maybe except for the ceremony itself. And 
know, they just seem a little more relaxed, and it's a little more, you know, for the seniors, a little more of a celebration of the end of their, their high school careers. And, uh, you know, I think it makes it a little more fun this time. I, I, two things, Randy, I, I want to ask you about. Well, one is, I think it takes a, the right kind of person to coach in the spring. Uh, yeah. I, I think I, I think of myself because I did football and baseball, and I was a different coach in the two seasons. I, you know, football. I, I think it's pretty intense. You play once a week. You build towards that. Baseball, you play three times a week, sometimes four or five if you've had bad weather, and you can't be all tensed up, and they can't all be tensed up because you you can't hit a baseball if you're all tensed up. You just can't. Yeah, I grew up in the battle a little bit too yeah. tight. I'm sure. Yeah, I agree completely. Uh, it is it is more laid back. It is just more, I think, kind of closer to what, uh, you know, the vision of, of what we see for athletics is kids having fun and, and, you know, also discovering things about themselves and learning things. And, and I think, you know, as great as football is and as great as the fall season is, you know, sometimes those things kind of get forgotten a little bit. And, you know, kids are kind of looking – looking ahead to kind of the trudgery of the school year and, you know, it's a long year ahead of us and stuff. And uh, whereas in the spring, it's, it's a little more of, hey, you know, we've had a good year and, and uh, summer's here or approaching and, uh, you know, let's, let's just enjoy it and have fun a little bit more. And I think the coaches who succeed the most, like you said, this time of year are the ones who, who know when to lay off the gas pedal and, and when to, you know, just, let the, let the kids be, and and uh, generally those those are the ones who have the, the most success this time of year, I think. I, I always said uh, my my first baseball coaching job, I was an assistant at Bangor High School, and the great Bob Kelly was the head coach, yeah. and he ran what I called organized chaos. Uh, when I The first couple of weeks drove me crazy. I kept thinking, what? what? Who, what's going on here? But... God, those kids loved him, and they would they played hard for him. They they would have done anything for him, and we won. I mean, it was Bangor, by the way, but they you know they won. Hey, Randy, the other thing uh, I want to ask you is we as we've gone around and and uh, seen some games and talked to coaches, um, the numbers are down uh, of participants. What what's your sense? What are you seeing? What do you hear? What are coaches saying about that? Yeah, numbers are definitely down, um, and I think it's a, a a combination of things. Um, but I mean, you know, you look at the the baseball programs that we have, and you know, some that that traditionally do well and and have success are right about or, or even a little bit better in terms of it where the numbers have been the last few years. But you know, a lot of programs just just are struggling to. To have more than than ten, eleven kids uh, in the entire you know program sometimes in some of those real small class C and D schools, uh, and you know I think part of it is you know with the cuts that you're seeing in, in uh, middle school and JV sports, kids stop playing, and, and the longer that you aren't playing a sport, the more likely that you're gonna keep not playing it and stay away from it. Uh, so, you know, it, it's uh, the usual things of kids having other things to do and, and uh, you know, sometimes just not feeling like they have the opportunity to do maybe the, a sport that they want to do. 
Uh, I know track, uh, some programs, some, some of the smaller schools have started up track programs or have kind of started reviving them. I think some of the track programs are, are doing pretty well, and that's understandable. I can understand why that would appeal to, uh, to kids these days in terms of being able to focus on their, you know, one, two or three events maybe and, and you know, the, it's more of an individual thing as opposed to a team thing. Um, you know, it, it's it's something that I think uh, school administrators are going to find that they're, they're going to have to address. And, you know, just, and I hope that they don't give up on a lot of these sports. I think there are sports that are, that are really going to start hanging in the balance here in the next few years. And I hope, you know, the administrators, just don't say, oh, well, there's not enough interest in that sport. Let's, you know, let's not offer it and spend our money elsewhere. Um, you know, they're, they're going to have some tough decisions to make in the coming years. And in addition to that, they're going to have to try to figure out a way to, to create more interest in, in these sports going forward. You know, it starts at the youth level, but you can't, have a youth program, and then you know, all of a sudden, once kids reach middle school, say, "Oh, you want to play baseball? Well, you know, you need to go play Babe Ruth if you want to play baseball, because we don't offer it here." I don't, I don't think that's going to help the, the programs at all. So, you're right, Coach. Uh, uh, numbers are definitely down, and uh, it's it, it's going to be interesting to see next few years uh, just what what schools and, and, and uh, athletic administrators do to well, you know, we've seen cooperative teams in so many other sports. I, I think Carabeck Madison, who at one time they all went to Madison, but yeah. um, I think they have a combined softball. No, not softball. It must yeah, be baseball they, they team. They have a combined baseball team. Baseball team. Yeah. That's the only one that I know of. Yeah. Uh, there may be others. but So we may see some of that. But I, I said to Maddie last week, I challenge anybody to tell to show me where there was ever been a better baseball program than Oak Hill High School, yeah, for yeah. thirty years, pretty yeah. consistent. They they haven't had JVs. I know the last two years, and I think it may be three years now, and they don't have JVs this year, and they have eleven players. Yeah, one yeah, senior. Yeah, I mean yeah, that it, that shocks me. That that's uh, and that's a program, and they've had. You know, a, a pretty good uh, youth program, pretty good middle school program over the last, you know, ten years or so. So they, I think they could have, they've had that kind of infrastructure in place to, to sustain it. Um, I think you know a couple things that happened. Of course, you know, Bill steps down. You have Chad Drewen step in, who was a terrific baseball coach, kept the program going, but then he stepped away and. They went through several coaches over several years, and uh, you know interest kind of waned. Uh, it's it's too bad. That's that's one of those programs, and there are probably a few others that you can cite uh, in the region that that had sustained success for for a long time, and and now have you know kind of become also rands in the last couple of years. Um, and it's it's too bad because that that was you're right that was kind of the signature program of Oak Hill High School you know as far as athletics go. 
goes. You know, now football is, is probably the, the hot program over there in terms of kids wanting to be a part of it and stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's too bad, you know, and, and uh, once, once I think it, if it starts to affect, affect the, uh, some of the bigger schools, some of the class A and B schools, uh, that's when you might see, you know, some action taken in terms of the MPA being a little more uh, willing to have and accept co-op teams like Carabac Madison or Bridgeway, as they're called. Uh, that, uh, that could that's what they're called? The yeah, that? it's called that's Bridgeway. Called? Yeah. Bridgeway? I Bridgeway, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's good. I, I mean, mean I, I know that the numbers have changed. You know, I, I've also said this before. My, my last year in 98, long time ago, that I was principal at Oak Hill, we had over 600 kids. Yeah. And now they have just over 400. Now, good news, bad news. Yeah, they've lost 200 kids. They all, But the problem is they're still in class B. They're, they're just over the threshold. So they went from one of the, um, I don't, not, not one of the largest, but up at the top quarter of the largest schools in Class B to now being the smallest school in, in Class B, not, not by themselves. But So they're still in Class B, and that's a tough, even if they were to make the tournament. I know they've felt this in softball. They, they go 13-3 and three a couple years in a row, uh, Allison Collins, and then playing in the Mountain Valley, which is mostly Class C schools, yeah. right where they really should be. And then... They, they go to the tournament, and they're playing schools that have 200, 250 kids more than they do, and they've played a tougher schedule all along. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a tough, it's a tough one. Yeah, it is, absolutely. And, uh, you know, that, that's, that's probably going to be one of the ramifications if, you know, teams start folding or co-oping or, or anything like that. You, you're going to, you know, see... A restructuring of, of in reclassification of you know a lot of the teams. I don't you know you won't see a, a fifth class in, in baseball or softball, but you could see a, a lot of uh, jumbling up of, of the schools. Maybe it becomes a little more regionalized. Uh, you know that kind of thing. It's uh, you know whatever one of the things that that we've we're, we're done with dramatic changes in some of the athletics in terms of how they're structured. Uh, we've only just begun, I think. I think there's a lot more coming down the road in a lot of sports. I know uh, some soccer coaches are calling for a fifth class in soccer, and you know, there's, there's coaches that want field hockey restructured, and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's constantly evolving, constantly changing, and, and I think there's a lot, of, a lot more changes ahead in a lot of sports. Yeah, I think when you talk about the MPA's response or what they could do, I don't think there's any question. Classification's always been, always been, from the first year they started it, a little controversial because it's based on enrollment only. Yeah. And and we've looked at through the years trying to look at should it be based on, I mean, my, my, my example always is when Lewis and Auburn have a rink right there and they can practice anytime they want and they've got youth kids playing every day, I don't care if... Bonnie Eagle and some schools way out in the in the woods have 300 more students, 500 more students. They, their kids don't have access to ice. If you've got to travel with your kid two hours to get to an ice rink, I'm not sure there's going to be a lot of interest in doing that. And so it's going to be hard for them to develop that kind of a situation where 
a kid in Lewis and Auburn, there's, you know, there's a double rink in Auburn, there's a rink in Lewiston. They're, they're going to get a chance to play somewhere growing up. Makes it makes a dramatic difference. Yeah, it does, absolutely. And, uh, you know, with, hockey's probably been <clears throat> the most uh, glaring example of, of, you know, the MTA in, in schools trying to get weighted matchups, get matchups that, you know, won't result in, in 12 to 1 and, and 13 to nothing scores. Uh, and it seems to have worked pretty well for them, you know, so far. Um, certainly, you know, it looked like the, the power was shifting to the south uh, up until, you know, a couple of years ago when, when Lewiston became a, a dynasty again. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I think maybe that might be a model for, for some of the other sports going forward, for sure. His name is Randy Whitehouse. You can read more of him in the Sun Journal. You can follow him on Twitter, Raw Material 33. Next week, we'll, we'll uh, I guess we'll be able to discuss live legalized sports betting now uh, next next time. So we'll talk about that. And, we'll get uh, the inside scoops from we'll you. See, we'll see how you would make the lines for Bates Bowden. That's what I That's what I want to know. Like, that's, 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 how, that's what I want to know. I, I think I'm going to start like a, a gambling, you know, like a bookie center or a, a, a a sports book in, in downtown Lewiston. Do it at the next to the the OTA uh, off track betting OTA. I'm telling you, I think if you I think if you combined with them, man, I think yeah. that place would be hopping, just yeah. hopping. It'd be a good time. Fill out your parlay cards, hang out, good stuff. <laughs> Randy, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. That's Randy Whitehouse from the Sun Journal here on the B List Daily from the Spectrum Health Partner Studios, across the NBR Radio Network.